0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope.
1: In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Saints, Blessed Monday Thursday, as we gather tonight to celebrate the 1981st anniversary of the night on which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, The night on which his trial began, the night of his prayer in the garden, the night of his washing of his disciples' feet, the night of his prayer for his disciples and for us, and the last true celebration of the Passover. Of all the events of this very busy day and night in the life of our Lord Jesus, there are two particular statements that I would like for us to consider this night. For there are on this night, two things that Jesus calls new. The New Commandment and the New Testament. First, the New Commandment. This is where tonight, Monday, Thursday, gets its name. It's from the Latin mandatum, which means commandment. A new commandment I give to you, says Jesus, and this is in John chapter 13 after our gospel reading. A new commandment that I I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And then Jesus began to show them this love. It was during the Passover meal. Jesus stood up from the table and he laid aside his garments and he took a towel And he wrapped it around himself, and then on his knees he began to wash the disciples' feet. This is a stunning display of humility and service. I can only imagine the disciples' faces with tears running down their cheek, with their face buried in their hands. The shame of this. As Jesus comes to each of them in turn and and takes off their sandals and washes their feet, they must have wanted to protest. You know they wanted to protest. No, Jesus. No. Stand up. Get dressed. You're the Lord. You're the Messiah. What are you doing? Peter actually says it. Lord, you'll never wash my feet. This is too much humility for Jesus. It's too low. It's too despised. But if you think if you think that this is too low, just wait. In a few hours, Jesus will be sweating blood as he goes through his agony in the garden. Just wait. This night, we'll see Jesus mocked and stricken and. A- accused of crimes that he didn't commit. Just wait, for tomorrow morning Jesus will be stripped and beaten and condemned and whipped and spat upon and crucified with nails through his hands and his feet and a spear through his heart. Just wait, Peter, and just wait, disciples. Just wait, Christians. If this washing of the disciples' feet seems like too much humility for Jesus, it is only the beginning. So after washing the feet of Peter and the feet of Judas and the feet of the other disciples, Jesus comes back to the table and he gives us these words. You see how I love you? This is how you are to love one another. A new commandment I give you. We have the commandment to love our neighbor already from Moses, but Jesus makes all things new, and even the law, and even his command to love. Because Jesus has a love that no one has ever even seen before, a love that holds nothing back, a love that gives everything. And then Jesus, who has all of this love, says to Peter and Judas and the disciples and you that you should do the same. And this is why the disciples are weeping and while Peter's protesting and while the entire world with shame looks upon this while Jesus washes the filthy feet of the disciples because we see there a love that knows no limit, that has no selfishness, that has no pride and it's put on display and as it is we realize perhaps more profoundly than ever before that we are sinners, that we do not have this love. That this love that God commands and that Jesus has, we lack. We don't love God like like we should. We don't even love our neighbors like we should. We think of ourselves, we think of our pain, we think of our wants, but Jesus sees right past all of this to his neighbor's need, to your need, and we should too. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. But you don't. You should. But you don't. You might try... But you don't. Your love and my love has failed. It's fallen short. It's barely begun. And this is bad. How bad, you wonder? That question is answered tomorrow. As we see Jesus writhing on the cross, being crushed by the wrath of God for your sins, that is, being crushed by the wrath of God for your lack of love, that is how bad it is. And this new commandment that Jesus gives, it condemns us just as fully and completely as the old commandments do. But, the commandment that Jesus gives is not the only new thing instituted this night. When Jesus sits back down at the table... He takes some bread and He breaks it and He gives thanks to the Father and distributes it to the disciples saying, take and eat, this is My body given for you. And then when they had eaten, He took the cup, the chalice of wine and says, take and drink, this is the cup of the New Testament in My blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This too is new. This is the last will and testament of Jesus. We, we know what a will does. It gives out the estate of the person who's dying to the intended recipients when they die. And this, by the way, is Jesus' last will and testament, and it is a New Testament. This new brings everything old to an end. That is the temple and the priesthood and the sacrifices and the clean and unclean food and the feasts and the circumcision. All of that is finished this night, and something new has begun. Something new is instituted, the Lord's Supper. And in this supper, Jesus brings to the church of the New Testament, The same thing that the sacrifice is brought to the church of the Old Covenant. And this is the forgiveness of your sins. But look at how wonderful this is. Jesus is telling the disciples that he wants them to have, after he dies, he wants them to inherit from him the forgiveness of sins. And more than this, so sure and certain does Jesus want them and you to be that your sins are forgiven. So much certainty does he want you to have that he puts his body and blood into their hands and into their mouth. The same body placed on the cross to win your forgiveness is put in your mouth to grant you forgiveness. The same blood that pours out of the hands and feet and side of Jesus to atone for your sins is poured into your mouth to cover your sins. So it is that the same promise that Jesus speaks after his six hours of agony on the cross is also spoken on this night for you to hear in his supper. It is finished. Because this New Testament... This supper means the end of all of your sin. It means for you the end of all of your condemnation. It means for you the end of death and the end of fear. This New Testament, this supper, is nothing less than Jesus Himself bringing to you His cross and His blood and all of its benefits. Because you, you are the children of the inheritance of the New Testament. So, come with your sin because it's forgiven. Come with your death, it's been overcome. Come with all of your sorrow and your shame, with your sickness and your death and your death, come with your fears and with your anxieties. Come with your lack of love. To the New Testament. To the altar. To the supper instituted by the one who bled and died for you. Come. Because Jesus loves you. And because Jesus loves to forgive you. And because Jesus has gifts for you. For his meal and his cross and his love are for you. Take and drink. This is the blood of the New Testament shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.